church wants you in your place. Kneel, stand, kneel, stand. If you go for that sort of thing, I don't know what to do for you. A man makes his own way. No one gives it to you. Have to take it. Non-servion. All right, folks, here we go with seminars as usual. December 10th through the 12th is the next one up, and that only has a few spots left, so if you're on the fence, don't delay. After that, February 4th through the 6th, and then April 1st through the 3rd. For training camps coming up, we do have some self-sufficient lifter camps on the list. November 13th with a few spots left. That's in Wichita Falls as well as January 22nd. Also in Wichita Falls, also coached by Mr. Dolce de Leche himself, Mr. Nick Delgadillo. We have a squat camp on November 20th, and that'll be in Tel Aviv. That would be Israel, not Wyoming. And then after that, some squat and deadlift camps on the list. So at the time of this recording, November 6th in Phoenix, Arizona is still available. Then December 4th in Villa Park, California, that's behind the Orange Curtain at the Strength Co. Then December 11th in Houston at Starting Strength Houston. And then January 9th in Babylon, New York on Long Island. We have some new Starting Strength gyms about to open and running their pre-sale event where you can get a discounted rate for the life of your membership. That would be Cincinnati, San Antonio, and Orlando, Florida. And folks, I just got word from Ray Gillenwater. Ray Gillenwater is upping the ante with the guarantee. So Starting Strength Gyms guarantees you'll get stronger. But Ray says that if you don't get stronger, that you can punch him in the ding-dong. Just just run up and, and punch it like one of those carnival things that measures how hard you can punch. Anyways, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It's Friday, and the way you know it's Friday is because you have a calendar. And we're here on Friday, and we're here, and it's Friday, so it's, you know, Starting Strength Radio. Uh, We are uh, fortunate again today to have our our friend Carl Denninger of MarketTicker.org as a guest. I'm real pleased that Carl has made time to sit down and talk to us again. Uh, we had him on the show several weeks ago and, uh, it got a lot of real positive, uh, feedback. Everybody likes to hear what he has to say. And, uh, the man is fearless. He lacks any bullshit whatsoever. And, uh, and I'm, uh, uh, tickled that he's decided to, to join us again. Carl, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me on. We are, um, we are quite definitely in a, um, society's changed quite a bit over the past couple of years. It's been headed in this direction for quite some time, but, um, we all have noticed those of us that are capable of noticing these things. Not all of us are. As we'll, as we'll see very quickly, uh, but those of us that are capable of noticing these things have noticed that we are now in a post-truth society. Objective truth is a dying phenomenon, and uh, I want to talk to Carl about this today. I want to get his, uh, I want to get his take on 
the evidence for this claim and why this is happening, why he thinks this might be happening, because I don't think you can deny that the numbers say one thing and the narrative says something else, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's just, just to start with a basic fact, we always have these people say, well, you know, there's no serious inflation. Okay, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, okay, that's, that's why gas prices are up by more than 50%. Um, in many parts of the country, they've doubled since Trump was in office. They, uh, uh, in some places, they've tripled. Diesel <laughs> went up 30 cents a gallon here in North Texas last week. Overnight. Yeah. 30 cents yeah. a gallon. Well, we've, I mean, you know, we, we enjoyed, as did everybody else, uh, gas prices that had a one as the first number yes. uh, for a while. And now the first number is a three. Yes. So, uh, you know, it, and it's, uh, we, we just, in the last couple of days, we just had a 15, 20 cent spike here as well in Tennessee. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's everybody says, well, you know, it's just oil prices. Well, it, indeed, if you look at the oil futures contract, you'll see that uh, oil is currently trading about $84, which is considerably higher than it was. But then the other thing that's interesting is that if you look at the uh, gasoline sales report that just came out, uh, just got into it with some uh, some folks on another financial show. I'm going to I'm on their show every Friday morning. And uh, this is one of the things I'm sure we'll be talking about on Friday is, well, wait a minute, uh, wholesale volumes, gasoline is down about a quarter, about 25 percent versus last year. So, well, the sales are down, prices are up. Well, except that normally what you would expect is that supply and demand says the opposite of that. Right. That doesn't work, that if nobody is driving anywhere, then nobody wants any gasoline and therefore the price goes down. Right. Uh, The other thing that's very interesting when it comes to uh, oil in particular and refined products is that the amount of each of the things you get off of a barrel of oil when you crack it, you refine it is relatively fixed. You can shift it to some degree, but not to a very large degree. So if there is demand for diesel fuel, you have to crack the oil in order to have the diesel to move the things by truck. Um, Now there's a problem because we have all this gas, and yet if nobody's driving, uh, nobody wants the gas, and therefore the price goes down because I have a lot of extra gasoline compared to diesel. So this this tells me a couple of things. Uh, One of the things it tells me is that despite the fact that there is a drop in gasoline demand through final sales. It also says quite a bit about what's happening with regards to volume of truck traffic, regardless of what someone might try to tell you, because where does diesel fuel go? Well, it goes into trucks for the most part. It also goes into construction equipment and other things. But heavy ships... Do you have any idea how much of the diesel market is in consumer diesel like me in my three-quarter ton trucks almost that's, none that's probably five percent of the market uh, essentially that. yeah essentially none now in the winter there is some demand for uh, fuel oil which is the same thing chemically in the northeast right. 
heating oil is the same thing as diesel. It's just taxed differently. There's no difference in terms right. of what it is. Yeah, but but it's railroads, not cold enough. Railroads use. They use. I think that's called number three, number four diesel, right? D depends on the engine, but the the important thing is that most of what we think of as diesel. Uh, is in fact number two. It's, it goes right. into over-the-road trucks, Class A trucks. Right. And, and of course, people that own heavy-duty personal vehicles, as well as light ones. My daughter has a diesel Jetta that mm -hmm. burns number two. Um, so, But ships, container ships, for example, do not run that at all. They run a much heavier crack called uh, bunker fuel, which is a – and most heavy ships do that because their engines turn much slower and it burns better in those. Mm -hmm. So they don't use diesel fuel at all. They use a much heavier and cheaper distillate as a result. So there's there's some very interesting things going on in the oil market that don't seem to jive with what we're being told, that there's no real problem. And yet you see all these container ships that are off the port of Los Angeles and Long Beach. And it's obvious that the product is not moving. Well, if the product's not moving, why is that? Uh well, gee, how does that product move? It moves by train and it moves by truck. Well, if mm -hmm. you've got all these containers stacked up, uh, what does that tell? You know, there's there's a lot of lying going on, right. <laughs> essentially. Right, right. A lot of fuel that should be being burned to alleviate this supply chain disruption is not being burned. Yet, the price is up. Yeah, so <laughs> the, there's there's some interesting things going on here that – uh, you know, on the other hand, side of that is remember that during just before the crash of 2008, we had uh, oil prices that were well north of $100 a barrel. So, in fact, we hit 140 at one point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, we're we're trading, uh, you know, in, in the mid 80s right now. Uh, the all of this kind of goes through the supply chain aspect of things, though, because one of the first things that Biden did was essentially shut down pipeline transport with Keystone and other projects. Uh, and as I've pointed out on repeated occasions, those kinds of executive orders, even if later reversed, tend to do permanent damage to an industry because the companies that get screwed do not come back and take a second bite at that apple. Of course uh, not. Reagan reversed Carter's order stopping fuel reprocessing for the U.S. nuclear industry. However, nobody, there is no commercial reprocessing of nuclear fuel in the United States today. That's been 40 years. And the reason it was never restarted was because, well, all those companies were doing it, got hosed the first time around. Why would you do that again? Right. Yeah, it's, okay. it's kind of like the ammunition bottleneck. Yeah. Same kind of a deal. Uh, they upped production. Uh, during the uh, Obama administration and uh, turned out to result in a, a bunch of excess supply. And, and now another perturbation comes along and they're not going to be, they're not going to be kicked in the balls again. You know, they're well, just going to the sit there and happened. wait on it. Yeah, we had the same thing happen with N95s. Uh, there's a Texas company that, that makes them. They got screwed in 2009 when the swine flu thing was supposed to happen and never mm. and then never did. Mm. Hospitals, as soon as they thought that the panic was over, went back to buying them from China. Well, uh, the guy who runs that place 
uh, got kicked in the nuts hiring staff and putting in equipment and uh, you know nearly went bankrupt as a result. So this time around, he's like, well, you know, you can go to hell. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not that stupid. Right. Yeah. Yep. No point in taking a chance on it. Uh, well, so uh, objective truth uh, seems to have gone by the wayside. Uh, I think the the most graphic example on that should be on everybody's mind is the uh, the infection fatality rate of COVID nineteen versus I mean the actual numbers of that versus the perception that has Absolutely. been actively cultivated by every government and every media outlet in the world. And I mean, right wing, left wing, you'll still hear the right wing media talk about how deadly COVID is. And it's, oh, this is, you know, get that. It'll kill you. And yep. the fact of the matter is, is it doesn't. And it never well, has. It kills Let's, people who are already dying, and that's about all. But they have cultivated, for purposes of instilling fear, they have cultivated the idea to the extent that what is the percentage of people that think that you have to go in the hospital if you get COVID? Well, I, what, last what, I saw, it was like 50% of people well, it depends. Yeah, there's some split here. I, I actually have a survey that I managed to find while you were talking, brought up on my screen. Uh, split between Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. Mm -hmm. Okay, And the correct odds, if you get COVID, the odds of you winding up in the hospital, not dead, but having to go to the hospital, somewhere between 1% and 5%, depending on the specifics of your circumstance. Now, if you happen to be a child, the odds are basically zero. Zero, yeah. But but for a adult, okay, somewhere in that range. And only ten percent of Democrats on knew that that was the correct answer. Forty one percent believed that you were fifty percent likely to end right. up in the hospital. This is and the interesting well, interestingly enough, more than a quarter of Republicans believe the same that thing. <laughs> okay now i mean you know and, and 35 percent of independents so independents were not they were in the middle okay uh fewer than one in five independents and less than a, and about a quarter of republicans knew what the actual number was and that's and if you think about that uh it goes along with the other ob objective truth which everybody has lied about now for the last several months, which is that if you take the vaccine, you will absolutely not get COVID. And if you do, that was the original claim. Mm -hmm. And then if you do, if you do, you will not go to the hospital. Okay. Right. Now I happen to have on my screen a census of currently hospitalized COVID patients in a fairly large multi-center hospital system in the eastern part of Kentucky, southern part of Virginia, and you know, basically that surrounding area. Right. Okay. Um, of the 74 COVID positive inpatients they have in the hospital today, 43% of them are vaccinated. Now, does that sound like it kept you out of the hospital? Well, the, and the it number from Israel and Scotland and Iceland yeah. are, even, are much worse than that. Well, it decreased the odds, but decreasing the odds is not the same thing as you won't end up with a yeah. tube down your throat as of being okay. vaccinated 
because yeah. now the term vaccinated has succumbed to this absence of objective truth. What does vaccinated mean? I mean, well, what have we no, grown up to think it means? Well, there are no vaccines for COVID-19. None. That's the objective truth, that the the current shots are not scientifically vaccines. They're treatments. They're therapeutics. They are drugs. Yeah. All drugs cause your body to alter some part of its metabolic process. That's what a drug does. Uh, these, these drugs do that. They do it to attempt to treat a disease you might get in the future. But they are not an extract of the actual disease that has been neutered so it cannot cause harm that essentially mimics in your body an infection even though that mimicry is false okay they, they are not that but that is the definition of a vaccine none of these are that they all use a synthetic component of what is believed to be in the bug but instead of that being what stimulates your immune system, they actually get taken up by your cells and change the functioning of your cells to produce proteins on the surface that then your immune system goes after. Well, that's a drug. Yes. Okay. It, it's, it's a drug just like any other drug. There's nothing wrong with pharmaceutical drugs. They're very useful things. Yes. Ivermectin is a very useful pharmaceutical drug in this it, instance, it is. isn't it? It is. It's funny about that, isn't it? And, yeah. and yet nobody would call ivermectin a vaccine. No. Okay. Because it no, isn't. it's a horse wormer. See, it's well, a horse wormer. Things. It's a horse wormer. It's a horse wormer. It's a horse wormer over and over and over again until otherwise intelligent people agree to believe the lie. Yeah, but that's there's, all it is. There's no objective truth. And, and yet the truth is that it has prevented tens of millions of people from going blind in sub-Saharan Africa from parasitic infection over the last 40 years. And we have handed out somewhere close to 44 billion doses of it for humans. And it's also animals. true that the LD50 for ivermectin, despite what you've been told, the LD50, which is the lethal dose that 50% uh, of, the, of the population in the study died from is one milligram per kilo per 2.2 pounds of body weight and that the therapeutic dose in a human being is about 15 12 and a half to 15 milligrams it is far far less dangerous a drug than tylenol yeah well, far, by the data. far less dangerous than aspirin well, Tylenol puts a hundred times as many people in the hospital a year as uh, on a per dose basis as does ivermectin. I don't know that ivermectin puts anybody in the hospital. I mean, oh, it, no, it has a, it, it it has it's it's got about a one in six hundred thousand risk of causing a serious adverse event. Right. Okay, it's not zero. No, nothing is zero. No, nothing's zero, but that's nothing an extremely small number. Yes. Yeah. Tiny little bitty number. Far, yeah, far lower than, than commonly available drugs over the counter. Yeah, things that you can buy. Yeah, anybody can buy it. 
And uh, you know, I have a bottle. But, of, I, well, I, I don't. I have a bottle of aspirin in my cabinet. I don't use Tylenol because I don't like the liver profile that it has. Right. But uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they if you show up at the at the ER with uh, an attempted suicide by a by uh, by Tylenol by acetaminophen, paracetamol in the UK, they give you a, a, a substance called N-acetylcysteine. Yes. N-A-C. And it's, it's quite protective against the liver damage that, that Tylenol causes. Um, and I've, I've had some stomach issues recently, and I haven't been able to take an NSAID, so I've been taking more Tylenol that is good for me, but I've got to have something for my back pain. And uh, I take N-acetylcysteine. Amazon quits selling N-acetylcysteine. Yeah, uh, there was, why would they, you know? Well, uh, there was some noise made. So, so NAC has a interesting history in that at one time, it was looked at as a actual prescription medication. Mm-hmm. It was never used that way to any extent in the United States. But when people started to talk about the fact that it it has a number of very interesting properties in the human body, all of them good, and as, as you noted, it's an antidote that's used if you get yeah. Tylenol poisoning, um, that the FDA started making noise about coming down on people selling it. And so Amazon yanked all of it immediately because Amazon always pays attention to whatever the government says and never gives them yes. the finger, except when it comes time to pay their sales taxes. And then, <laughs> the, you know, th- then there's a different little story. But, uh, you know, they did that. Um, I use it simply because it, it has regenerative properties in terms of certain amino acids within the body, mm-hmm. um, especially if taken in the evening. So it's and, and I've noticed no effect that I can actually look at and say, okay, there's a, you know, there's a side effect that comes from no, this in terms of enzyme levels either. or anything like that. Right. But I, so, I mean, it's, I find it to be fairly useful. Uh, fortunately, it's still available. They haven't actually it, scheduled yeah. it. It's just it Amazon that is, that is pulled it. And uh, right. those people are, oh, God damn. I don't know. Who are you going to do business with, Walmart or Amazon? Which devil are you going to feed? I don't, you know. Just, well, yeah, there's plenty, plenty yeah. of both, I guess. But yeah, uh, you know, you go with what you can get. Right. So, uh, objective truth uh, spirals down the toilet, and uh, oh, there's several uh, examples of this uh, that we can that we can cite. Uh, the the rape of the girl in the bathroom by the trans woman. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that made the news was very interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and this, uh, I mean, there's several, there's several things about that that lead right into the meat of your column, which ran uh, the 22nd. It's called accountability on market ticker. Uh, the canceled side of this thing. Look, 
if you can rape a girl in the bathroom, then you have a boy's TT. And if you've got a boy's TT that gets hard for another girl, then that individual is not a woman. Well, they don't believe it. Now, I, I, I don't know. See, this is a, one of these two plus two equals four things, okay, that we're not, you know, because if you say that, you know, in uh, anywhere except this podcast, uh, you will be met with the opinion that trans women are women. Right. They are women. And, you know, you hear that often enough, and then pretty soon everybody just quits saying, no, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, if you can rape a female with your penis, then you're not a woman. You're not a female yourself. You're what we call a male. And, but we're expected now. We're not just being asked to believe this. We're expected to act as though that is true. Well, yeah, and it, you know, well, and it goes it goes further than that, because here's the thing. Obviously, someone who is a girl has no use for a penis. No. Okay. Certainly not in a sexual context. Of course not. I mean, you may have one if you believe you're a girl, but physically your body says you are not. However, you have no sexual purpose for that part of the male anatomy because that's not what you think you are. Okay, so this person lied, number one. Yes. And exploited the stupidity of our willingness to accept these lies. Yes. To commit a felony. Okay? Now, that is the root of the issue here, is that the lie is no longer simply a matter of somebody being deluded. That There was no delusion here on the part of the person who committed that offense. No. They knew exactly what they were because they exhibited that through their actions. Yes. Uh, that's, that's like, you know, the, this nonsense with Alec Baldwin. Well, you know, he doesn't have any responsibility for the bullet that left his gun because somebody handed it to him. Well, you go ahead and try that as an ordinary person in a courtroom and see how far it gets you. Right. It'll get you the, about five seconds worth of shocked silence, and that's it. Well, it'll get you another five years. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, because, because now you're not accepting responsibility. Right. right? Yeah. So the thing is, though, is that we, we now have, and this is not a singular instance, these kinds of events have happened before. This one just happens to have been covered up by the school board and the superintendent who had noticed that it occurred the day after it happened and tried to claim it never had. Right. So if, now if you say it didn't occur, then it didn't occur. Yeah. A lot. And well, accepted as the truth. 
not only that, they turned around and arrested the father of the victim when he <laughs> yeah. tried to complain about it. Yeah, that was, that was, you know. Well, they're going to charge, and, and, and threat, I don't know if they actually did charge him, but they threatened to charge him. And, and for what? For stating something that was true. Uh, since when is exercising your First Amendment right even in a vociferous manner, something that gets you arrested. I mean, that's not supposed to be the case either. That's, that's a real good question, Carl, because that's the case. You, we have entered a situation, in, in, especially in terms of this ridiculous social media thing that everybody's so thoroughly involved with now, uh, where we are not allowed to say true things. In certain venues, we're not allowed to say true things on Twitter and Facebook. I dropped Twitter and Facebook oh nine months ago. I appreciate having the time back, and all I ever did over there was post today's shit that we have on the website. I didn't communicate with anybody. I didn't. Uh, I didn't respond back and forth to anybody that commented about anything on Facebook. Uh, Twitter was less trouble. But uh, I just decided uh, that the, the the little bit of exposure I got uh, as a result of being on personally, me personally being on Facebook and Twitter, was not worth the, the, the stain on my soul that I obtained from being there. And I understand I've got good friend that's manufactures cars and he does a lot of business off of facebook and he said i'd hate him but there's just not any way i can get off the thing and i you know i understand that being constrained by uh uh professional obligations to to be on the that particular platform as a man is a is a way to promote your products that's that's fine. You're using Facebook in that situation. But under normal circumstances, you don't use Facebook. Facebook uses you. Yeah. Twitter uses you. And when you get off of Facebook or Twitter, the reason they won't let you cancel your account is because they're using you. And that ought to tell you something about using Facebook. Try to get off of Facebook. Try to take your account down. Just try it. See what happens. Try oh, to do yeah. the same well, thing Twitter. It's it's not as easy as it would be were you using them. Okay. I, yeah, Facebook, I, I got rid of that account better than five years ago. And yeah. uh, it's, it's interesting what actually happens if you touch anything linked to it comes right back in the up, next doesn't it? couple of months it turns it right back on yes sir it does. and and it says nothing about having done it and then you're like wait a minute that was gone i said delete uh, no no yeah. no you 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 know you followed a link from somewhere and all of a sudden bam yeah right no they don't want you gone they don't want you gone and if if you're going to actually stay gone you'd better be damn careful on the internet accidentally going to Facebook for anything will turn you back on. It's and what else do you need to know? You know, they're using you boys and girls. You're not using them. 
And when you get every every time you get on Facebook and talk about the grandkids and all this other shit that you know grown ups talk about on Facebook, then you're just you're just furthering their aims. You know, this is when they won't let you say the perfectly true statement that ivermectin is an extremely effective treatment and prophylactic for COVID-19. And they won't let you say that simple, true statement. You know, we're, we're past the point where truth matters in lots and lots of places in our society. And it's just, uh, well, you can't say you can't say Admiral Levine is not the first female admiral, but she's not because it's not a she. Right. <laughs> okay. And, right. and yet, I know people that were thrown off Twitter for doing that. Yeah, it's just a. I mean, the objective truth of the situation in in Levine's case is just doesn't matter. And well, uh, well, you know, it's like every one of us has gotten a bad draw that we don't like in the genetic lottery sure. somewhere. OK, yes. I've got things within my genetic code that I, you know, I would like. I, I wish they were different. Yeah, um, I can't do anything about that. They were set at the moment that the sperm and the egg fused. And there's not a damn thing I can do about any of it, whether no. I like it or not. Right. Every one of us has people has things in our genetic code that we wish were different. Okay, fine. So what? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, literally, so what? So what? You, Grow up. Did so you, you not so, learn when you were a kid that you don't always get things your own fucking way? Did you not learn that as a child? If you didn't learn that as a child, your parents didn't do their job. It... Yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, uh, you know, I I would love to have a, a few things that I could turn around and edit out of the, but I can't do that. No, I couldn't do it twenty years ago, and I can't do it today. It, it, it I couldn't do it five minutes after I was born, and that's just the way it is. So I go through this life with this mortal coil, and that's the hand I was dealt, and that's what I get to play, right. and that's all. Right. And look, if, if you feel better dressing up as a girl, that's fine. Go ahead and dress up as a girl. Yeah, whatever, but, whatever floats but, your boat. But don't ask me to change what, I, what I've learned is the definition of terms because it makes you feel better. The, the LGBTQ plus whatever all that shit is. Uh, you know, I don't care... What another man does with his TT, I really don't. It's of no has no bearing on me at all. All right, but one of the one of the things that pisses normal cisgendered people off about this whole movement is that they they don't want to just be left alone. They want us to accept things that we may or may not want to accept it's you know they want to be in control of the way we receive their existence and i'm sorry you don't get to do that 
well, it's, know, it's, intelligent it's, people yeah. all over the world don't really care what you do with your TT. I certainly as hell don't care what you do with your TT, but uh, you can't make me like it. You don't get to do that. You don't get to make me like that. Right. Well, that I think is really the, really the question is that we're, we now have this thing that you're, you can misgender somebody and that's an offense of some sort. Yes. Okay. Well, guess what? I've been called an asshole more times than I can count, oh, along with too. a bunch of other me too, along, with a, along with a bunch of other things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, assholes actually one of the milder ones. Yeah, and and yet, I, I don't have any right to tell somebody that they can't think I'm an asshole. <laughs> if you think I'm an asshole, well, that's that, that's, that's, that's what you believe. That's pretty clear, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, okay, I I don't think you're right, but it doesn't matter if I agree with you. Okay, now. Do you realize you and I are having this honest conversation right here that and we're having it in public, a conversation that people have in private, but don't dare have in public in 2021? Yeah. You know, we're it's just a damn good thing that we're not on YouTube with this. <laughs> yeah, it would last about they pull both of us down off of YouTube. Oh, yeah. I mean, down yeah. completely, probably deactivate our accounts on YouTube for saying this shit. But uh, on the other hand, you can say, let's go, Brandon. At least, Well, no, wait, they killed that, too. Did they kill that? They killed that. They claimed that was medical misinformation. Medical? <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> they, they canceled I, that. They, they pulled that down, and that was what they, they claimed was the reason. Medical misinformation. Can you? Is there a, a logic chain here that I'm? I mean, uh, I know it would be tortured, but what? What are they? What's medical about fuck Joe Biden? Um, uh, maybe it's physically impossible for him to do that. Uh, <laughs> at his age? No, no, I at his age he, you know. <laughs> I mean, what's he going to do about it? <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, I, you know, I, I can't figure out how you can get to medical misinformation from that. No, I can't. Uh, it's, it's... But, you know, since when do you have a right to not be offended? I mean, you, you can go on YouTube and Google up, you know, die, 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 and you'll find some rapper singing, you know, essentially you know, that for four minutes, banging mm -hmm. a bunch of drums and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay, that, that's kind of offensive to a lot of people. Uh, and yet that's perfectly fine. How, how many, you know, what, baby Trump? How many times did baby Trump fly over some some event, right? You know, right. The, the helium-filled thing. Uh, yeah, that, that type of offense is just fine. But, well, as long as it's aimed at the right But people. let's go, Brandon. Right, it's we, not. We don't get to say that, do we? Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, and there's another objective truth down the toilet. There's no media bias. Can you imagine these fools at CNN actually making a claim that there's no there's no bias towards the left in the media? I, well, that, that's so always... offensive, you know. That, that's offensive to me, but no one cares if it's offensive to me. Well, that's been the, but that's been the case for a very long time. Okay, I mean, if you remember, right. yes, we the entire Tet Offensive situation with the Vietnam War. Okay, was spun by the mainstream media. 
the claim was made yes. that our boys were slaughtered, that basically we lost. That was a bald lie. That's morally the, safer is who is who told that particular one. Morally safer and Mr. Cronkite. Mr. Cronkite, and and by the way, he was fully aware that the NVA was literally down to handing 10-year-old boys rifles with no training and telling them to go shoot our guys because we killed all the rest of them that had charged our positions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right? Yes. There was a literal we pile of bodies We weren't doing that bad, there. were we? Uh, they didn't gain a single inch of territory from that offensive. It was a complete bust. And they attacked us. And yet... We were told this this was spun to get the American people to hate the war enough that we actually, a few years later, left. Right. And, and not one word of what came out of Cronkite's mouth was true, other than the fact that a bunch of people did get shot. It was just the other side that <laughs> it wasn't almost us. all yeah. of them were the ones that got shot. Right. 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 Well... Yeah, that's just, you know, it's at the point right now to where if you heard it on the party media, which is, you know, CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, did I say them? Uh, You know, and and Fox, you know, for that matter, Fox. Uh, I like Tucker Carlson, but the rest of that network is just... You know, and uh, if you hear anything on there at all, anything, it is safer to believe 180 degrees the opposite of what you were told than it is to accept any part of what they said is true. They have been influential and they have been they have facilitated completely facilitated the covid-19 nonsense. They've completely facilitated it, and without the media, everybody might be sane right now. But instead, I drive up to the studio today, and there is a guy pulling out of our gate here with a load of pallets on the back of his truck with the windows of the truck open, wearing a mask by himself in the truck. Now, you know, whose fault is that? Well, it's his fault because he believed the lie. You know, he might not be smart enough to understand that it's a lie, but at some point you have to ask yourself, who am I protecting myself from or who am I protecting by wearing this mask? There's nobody here but me. Well, we just uh, you know. we just had the annual take back your household stuff that they won't take day. Okay, so in my case, the thing I needed to get rid of was a bunch of old fluorescent tubes because I've converted everything over to LEDs. They use less energy, and right. I don't like mercury vapor all over my house if I break one. Right. So, okay. So uh, I'm waiting in line with a bunch of other people in our county to turn these things in, and sure as hell, there's a guy behind me with a load of whatever he had that, you know, you can't take to the dump. And uh, and he's sitting in his minivan with a mask on. 
And he's the only one in the vehicle. <laughs> By himself. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, I you look just, in the rearview mirror and I'm like, you got to be joking. <laughs> yeah. See it every single day. These people are just, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. Um, except that the media has done a very, very good job of making stupid people afraid. That's the, that's the takeaway here. Well, you look you at know. you look at what's happening with the labor market right now. You have two groups, which is why we have a problem with supply chains and why we have a why why you could put a help wanted sign out in front and get nothing, right? Mm-hmm. The reality of it is this, you got two groups. You got one group of people that know they got screwed. They were told they were essential, they went to work, they got nothing. Their employer got their PPP money, which they didn't have to pay back. Okay. And then there's another one that they got, which is really interesting that I just found. Um, that's called the Employee Retention Tax Credit. Now, this particular little scheme essentially allows employers to get back their 941, which are their payroll tax deposits, up to $40,000 pre-tax. So it's, that's taxable. So it's $7,000 a quarter for each person on your payroll in 2020 and 2021. And the qualifying requirements are relatively modest. You had to have some drop in revenue in one quarter during those (laughs) periods. All right. Now, here's the interesting part about this. So your boss gets back 40 grand. Now it's taxable, so he had, you know, he has to pay taxes on that money, so he doesn't get to pocket at all. How much of that forty thousand dollars did he give you when you showed up for work? Because it only counts for people that were actually on the payroll. You know what the number is, right? How much of that you got back, that, right. that you got from your boss. You got zero. Zero. Okay. He put, Now, this is not PPP money that he got to pay your salary for not laying you off because there was slack business. No, no, no. This is just – this is, and this was amended – after Biden was put into office. But Trump, this was originally in the CARES Act. So this was part of Trump, what Trump signed before he left. And then it was changed, and, and there were amendments made to it. But the bottom line is, your employer got paid for you working. And you got zero of that. So some percentage of the population has figured out that they're getting screwed in both holes. Mm-hmm. With higher gas prices, higher food prices, everything else, their employer is screwing them. Okay? And now you you would like to put out a sign and say, well, you know, we'll pay you to come work for us. What, so I can get screwed again? Right? <laughs> Wear a mask, take a jab in the arm, whatever, you know, whatever it'll be tomorrow. But how many times do you get to bend me over the table before I say no thank you? And then you've got the other group of people that you're scared to the point that they believe even though it's completely false, that if they so much as step out their front door, they're going to die. And between those people, (laughs) between those two groups, you wonder why we have an employment problem and we have a supply chain problem. (laughs) You touch on a very, very important thing in this column. Uh, Again, it's on marketticker.org on the canceled side of that website it's called accountability and it went up on october 22nd uh this is 
this is why you're called an asshole. You correctly place the responsibility for all of this shit on the individual that played along with it. Yep. And that's absolutely the case. If you're one of the 90% of people that put on a mask when it made absolutely no sense to do so, and you knew it made no sense to do so, but you did it anyway, so nobody would call you an asshole, and that's why you did it, because you don't want to be called an asshole. Well, you accept responsibility for... You have to accept responsibility for this sea change in society. Now, I call it a sea change because it's so glaringly obvious recently what has happened. But, Carl, do you think it's been this way the whole time? Do you think really the past two years show a change or do they just show what was already there? The willingness to believe and comply with authority. I think it's been there for a long time. I mean, you look at you look at what just happened in the last couple of days. Okay, all of a sudden, a piece of information that's been out and available to the public for months that Fauci's NIH has been funding experiments on dogs, on puppies, where they chained their heads in a pile of sand full of sand flies and let the sand flies literally eat their face. And they even went so far as to remove their voice boxes so they couldn't scream while they were being devoured. Okay, this is the kind of, I mean, that's torture. Yes. All right, to an animal. Okay, so this kind of study, this is not a new thing. This, this kind of stuff with, both, with animals, with both dogs, and with primates has been going on for decades. And the NIH is up to its neck in it. Fauci's wife is the chair of bioethics at the NIH. <laughs> Nobody in the media will talk about this. How do you have someone's spouse reviewing the ethical decisions that are made by their partner? And yet that is the structure that exists within the NIH today and has for a long time. This man and what he has done and what the NIH has done is directly responsible for a very substantial percentage of the number of people who have died over the last year and a half as a result of intentional neglect when they got sick. Yes. We knew how to stop this, and we did nothing. We knew to tell people 18 months ago, if you're overweight, cut it out, quit eating the blankety-blanking carbs, stop being fat, because that by itself raises your risk. 18 months ago, we knew about ivermectin. We did, and, and we knew and, about a number of other things. We knew about budesonide. We knew about vitamin D. We knew about a bunch of things that change your... Now, they don't work for everybody. Nothing ever does, but they change your risk. And we said nothing. So now we have all these people that got shoved in the hole, just like happened in the 1980s with AIDS and Bactrim. Exactly. All right? And you know, I started this- talking about... I- when this whole thing first started back in March of 2020, the first thing I said on the website was, yeah, I'm probably on the first page of our thread that right now has got 2.8 million views on it. Uh, I said, this is the same Dr. Fauci who in 1988 
along with his pal Robert Gallo, told everybody that would listen to him that by 1992, 22 million Americans would be dead of AIDS. That it was inevitable that it would get out into the general population and that everybody needs to start. We need to put AZT in the drinking water. Yeah. All right. That's that's who Fauci is. That's who he was. And I pointed that out in March of last year. Yeah. And well, and I, here's nobody has said a thing about any of this until a handful of beagles get their faces eaten off. Right. And then all of a sudden there's outrage. Right. Everybody was willing to ignore all of that until their delicate sensibilities about puppies were offended. Right? Right. Now, right. everybody was willing to watch their grandmother die behind a glass window in a door in a hospital when you couldn't go in and hug her because they said not to. Everybody's perfectly willing to allow that to happen. But puppies are what it takes, right? Puppies yeah, are that's what, what it took takes. To get you, what did it take to get, to get Cuomo out of office? He had to grab what? ass. He had to play some grab ass. Now, Killing 15,000 old people in the goddamn rest homes in New York State didn't offend anybody. But him playing grab ass in the office with six or eight of his secretaries or whatever the fuck went on up there, that, that is grounds for termination, right? And who permitted that to take place? We did. We did. We let that go on. We let it go on, and here we sit right now. You know, you make an excellent point in this column. Uh, There are 4,000 bank robberies committed every year in the United States. If 1% of the population, 1% of the population committed just one bank robbery each year, that would be over 3 million bank robberies, a thousand times more than are occurring now. And it would be impossible to stop these crimes. That specific law would instantly cease to be enforceable. And your point, of course, is that it doesn't take 50% of the population to stand up on its hind legs and say no. It doesn't take 50%. It doesn't take a majority. It takes a tiny minority and a tiny minority of people who are willing to stand up on their hind legs and say, no, go get fucked, is enough to change the outcome of even major systemic problems we've got. Well, you look at what's gone on. Look at what's gone on. The medical industry generally... It is illegal and has been for over 100 years, 15 United States Code, Chapter 1. It is a felony, 10 years in the slam slam with your best friend Bubba, to price fix, monopolize, or restrain trade. Then, after some firms got cute and said, well, we'll just try to do it if we don't get caught, it doesn't count, they came back and they said, oh, no, 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 that counts too. So you originally had the Sherman Act, then you had the Clayton Act, which says trying to do it is a 10-year in the slam-slam with your best friend Bubba. 
the medical and pharmaceutical industry sued and said another law overrode this because it was related to health insurance. They sued twice. It went all the way to the Supreme Court in the late 1970s, and the Supreme Court said, blow goats, the law applies. <laughs> Two cases, Royal Drug and Maricopa County. Okay, How many pharmaceutical and executives and hospital administrators have gone to prison and gotten their 10-year date with Bubba since those two decisions were handed up. It's 40 years ago. The number is zero. Yeah. All right. Now, why is that? Because there is a very substantial number of people who do this. Roughly $1 in five in our economy today is consumed by these firms, which are all breaking the law. And we, the people, will not tell them you stop it or you go to jail. Your hospital is closed. Your drug company is closed. Everybody you employ no longer has a job. And you are going to prison. And the day that we tell them that that is going to happen, now, all of this stops. And your need for health insurance disappears because it costs less than a fifth of what is paid today. I remind you that Medicare is an 80-20 program. That means you pay one-fifth, right? Yes. Well, guess what? If the general cost was one-fifth, do you need any health insurance at all? <laughs> of course you don't. If the drugs cost one-fifth, would you need it? No, you'd need nothing. You just pay cash. But the like entire was done scam, in 1965. Yeah. Well, it, it, and in, in the 1960s and early 1970s, Healthcare was three to four percent of GDP. Now it's twenty, and we put up with it. And we put up with it, and that's why it happened. And that's why all of this with COVID happened. If we had not put up with it, it never would have occurred because there would have been no money in it. Right. 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 Ivermectin's cheap. Hydroxychloroquine is cheap. Vitamin D is cheap. Not being fat is cheap, right? But we allowed the media and the government to make us afraid of the flu. It's a bad it, flu. I it, got it. It's, it's a bad flu, but I've had bad flu too. And guess what? I got better. Oh, We've all been sick. Yeah. It's as though we have agreed to percent, pretend that none of us have ever been sick before and that we can't stand to be sick. You know, it's, it's as though what actually happens to everybody as a part of being alive for even 10 years did not occur. Yeah. And it's a lie, and we have just swallowed it. Like a catfish with it's, the stink bait on the hook. It's just absolutely amazing. It's nuts. It's it, it's it's. it's I, I don't just know. Nuts. I I mean I you're you're quite a bit brighter than I am. I'm not. I'm a little bit above average intelligence, but uh, people riding their bicycle down the street with a mask on. 
what? Where do these people come from? How do you put one foot in front of the other? Does your brain actually enable you to do that without thinking at all? It's just this is the weirdest goddamn time, Carl. I, 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 I don't. I mean, I get up every day and I just. You start thinking about all this shit, and I just don't know how to process this anymore. I, 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 you know, I thought I had a fairly decent handle on the level of depravity and scam within corporate America and within the government. Having been an entrepreneur, having run a company, had to deal with all that crap. I, I ran mm-hmm. an internet company in Illinois for crying out loud in Chicago. Okay, I mean, you want to talk about the cesspit of America, right? But that was in the 1990s. I mean, now I wouldn't even think about it. But even then, you know, I mean, there were shakedowns. There were the, you know, the games that were played by various parts of the government. And uh, okay, you know, we all all sort of deal with it at some level, right? I mean, it it just happens. Um, Fine. But then you see things like this. And... Where does it stop? Because now the latest out of the CDC, I don't know if you caught this the other day. Walensky's up there and says, well, you know, we haven't decided yet, but we we will probably have to change our definition of actually vaccinated. Yeah, I saw that. So basically, okay, so we told you you wouldn't get sick. We told you you wouldn't go to the hospital. We told you you wouldn't die. All those things were false. They were all lies. Then the next thing is you're fully vaccinated, and all of a sudden you're not again. Right, because we're okay. going to change the definition of not just vaccinated, but we're going to we're going to add a qualifier to the front yeah. of that and call it fully vaccinated. Well, and and you know the thing you know the thing is is people are like, well, you know, we have these requirements for other things. Is it well? Okay, so there's a big difference. First off, no, in point of fact, for the most part, we don't. Okay. Um, I have never been asked any time in my life for evidence that I had a certain set of vaccines. Right. Ever. When I went to college, I was not asked to prove that I had been inoculated against this, that, and the other thing. If somebody asked me, um, you know, do you want a measles shot? No, I've already had a measles shot. Do you want a chicken pox shot? No, I had chicken pox. Why would I take a chicken pox shot? Right. Okay. That's enough. That That's enough. Okay. Um, now, all of a sudden, we've gone even further and we've said, well, you know, this is a, this is a terrible pandemic. And people try to argue this Jacobson case with the smallpox vaccine from the early 1900s. They forget that the penalty for refusing was a one-time $5 fine. <laughs> Okay, that's right. it. There was no, well, we'll fine you $5 tomorrow, too, or you can't have a job, or you can't get on a plane, or you can't, you know, there were no planes, of course, back then, but you can't right. get on a train. Uh, no, there was none of that. There was, it's five bucks. That, by the way, in today's money, would be about $150, so that's about a speeding ticket, roughly. Right. All right? So, essentially, the middle finger will cost you what you get for going 10 miles an hour over the speed limit on the highway. Mm-hmm. once and then that was it and by the way the guy who lost got to present all of his evidence 
before a trial court, before he was judged guilty. He wasn't just summarily thrown out of his job. <laughs> he actually well, got to—he got his day in court, and he lost. Uh, where's mine? It's important to point out that there weren't many people that 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 refused the smallpox smallpox vaccine because everybody knew somebody that had had the the disease, and it killed a whole bunch of people, and it disfigured a whole bunch of people. And the smallpox is real bad. So when a when a vaccine became available. I want some of that shit. And the same was true of polio. And the yep. same was true of mumps to a reduced extent. Mumps didn't usually kill people. Mumps was bad if you're an adult when you caught it. But well, you hell, I haven't mice. even heard of anybody having mumps in a long time. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, uh, So, in other words, a real vaccine that has real-world benefits in terms of preventing Horrible outcomes, like the disfigurement of polio. There wasn't any opposition to that at all. I mean, you didn't have all these California 40-year-old mothers of 5-year-old children that were anti-vaccines because they thought it would produce, you know, what is it it produces? Autism or something, right? You didn't have any of that back then. Everybody wanted to line up for the polio vaccine because we all knew kids. That well, and you wheelchair. know, but you know, yeah. here's the interesting thing about that. Okay, we did that, and yet there were quality control problems. And in one of the early batches, because we were so interested in getting this out there, and people were clamoring for it so hard to have it right now, right? There were actually cancer-causing <clears throat> chemicals in some of the early batches, and they screwed a significant number of the kids that got the shots. We also figured out after, thank God we figured this out, Sabin figured out that the injectable polio vaccine did not sterilize you against the disease. So you would not get sick, but you could get polio and give it to other people, even though you personally did not get paralyzed. Okay. Well, uh, gee, hasn't that been happening with the COVID shots? Yes, it has. Okay. So... What they then came up with to fix this, Sabin realized that if you used an attenuated vaccine that you ate, that it would colonize your gut. Well, I got the liquid, but yeah. And so they gave you the shot first because every now and then someone that took the sugar cube actually got polio from it because it was an inactivated vaccine, but the attenuation would reverse. And so they give you the shot first so that that doesn't happen. Then they give you the sugar cube, and that actually stopped it. But if we had not done that, if we hadn't taken that second step, the virus would have eventually escaped the inoculation, and it would have been hideous. Oh, yeah. But oh, we it's did. a horrible fucking disease. But, but we were smart about it. This, we're not. No. So That process took how many years of going through all of the processes that led to a complete understanding of the limitations of each aspect of the vaccine took how many, yeah. how many, how long? 20 years? Oh, yeah. And, and, and you this know what? whole process. Pox, has, well, it, the, chick, the chicken pox shot was developed in Japan and it took 20 years before they certified it to use here in the United States. Because you're going to give it to kids. If it screws kids, 
and it takes 10 years to find out what, what do you do with the 10 uh, with the kids you screwed during those 10 years right <laughs> right you know normally vaccines don't come to market in six months well they don't uh, if you, you know but people just here's another piece of objective truth that is that is completely gone by the way these are vaccines are proven safe and effective these vaccines are proven safe and effective no they're not they haven't been proven anything because there hasn't been enough time because these things take time to prove I don't have a time machine. Carl, I, I, you know, what, what, I mean, what do you do here? Well, what I don't the know. hell do I mean, you do? I mean, you know, it's up to, it's faced, up to the everything around you is completely insane. And it, here, the, I, it, you know, you and I are expected to go through the day and retain our composure. It's, it is ultimately up to the people of the country, but what people need to understand is that. You, you hear this all the time. Democracy is about majorities. We do not live in a democracy. We live in a republic. In yes. a republic, the majority does not get to decide that everybody who's black is a slave. Thank God. Okay, huh. we, we decided years and years ago that that crap was over in America. And that no matter what your majority percentage is, the answer is no. Well, that's the same thing here, isn't it? Right. So where are the people who are willing to stand up and say the answer is no? Did you see what these idiots in New Zealand? Yeah. Jacinda Ardern, is that her name? Yeah, I think Got that's a halfway right. good-looking little skinny broad. You know, we're going to have a two-class society. We're going to have a two-tier society. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. You know, the unvaccinated yeah. are just not going to enjoy the rights and privileges that uh, the rest of everybody in society enjoys, and that's uh, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I mean, New Zealand any, doesn't. New, any New criminals Zealand doesn't in Australia are doing the same shit. You know. Yeah, well, New Zealand doesn't have this thing called a constitution, and then they were also stupid enough to give up all their guns. Well, so was Australia. Yes. So You know, anytime the government wants your guns, you need to ask why. You need to think about why they might. Because Australia is a wonderful illustration of oh, so why is Nazi you Germany. say no. So, so is Nazi Germany. Yeah. You know, they, they passed yeah. a law ban essentially registering and, and then banning private ownership of firearms, and we know what happened there, right? That was in 33, wasn't it? Yeah, and it didn't take all that long, did it? But it wasn't no. the next day. It was, you know, it was sometime later that all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, you're, you're of the wrong ethnicity. But it didn't just start there. It was you're mentally defective. You're retarded. You mm -hmm. are mentally ill well we need these doctors because we have some other things going on we need them to be able to fix gunshot wounds and we need the the space that you're taking up in this mental institution so we're just going to kill you yeah. which is what they did this it's didn't exactly start with jewish people it's exactly it, what they did and their eugenics you know, program was was of admirable sweep wasn't it 
it wasn't yeah and it wasn't you know everyone says oh it was you know it was just the jews no it was no, not just the jews it was not just the jews in fact Absolutely. the jews were just the last piece of it that was most visible everybody ignores everyone who went first and there were a lot of them the mental defectives well you, you know, know we and used I, to have I, I, if you want to talk about mental defectives how about we start with these people riding their bicycles down the street with their fucking masks on? Well, you know, here's an interesting thing. Put them to sleep. How those... about that? Would that be? Well, uh, is that too why harsh? don't why don't why don't we just back up a little bit with the Jacobson decision during that period of time? I don't know if people are aware of this. The state of Oregon, along with several other states, forcibly castrated gay and mentally defective people so they could not reproduce. And this was considered okay by the Supreme Court at the same period of time that the smallpox decision that everyone says should be binding precedent in America, at that period of time, we had states that if you were retarded, by their definition, and by the way, being homosexual marked you as retarded because you were obviously mentally deranged, right. you were subject to being rendered infertile by force and locked up because you were mentally defective okay right. now in this period of time the supreme court decided that they could hold you down and jab you if you were unwilling to pay a five dollar fine all right but if you're willing to pay a five dollar fine then it was all okay as long as you weren't mentally defective if you were mentally defective <laughs> then they cut your balls off right. so this is, you know, we consider this to be something that we should treat as precedent in today's world. I think we've come a little bit further down the road, maybe, than 1907. Maybe. 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 Just maybe. Well, you know, you know, I, I don't... I don't know where this is going, Carl. What do you What do you think? What the fuck? Well, is, my, I'll, t I'll mean, tell you what my I, I'll tell you what my prediction is. So you're already getting the pushback from places where people have have been telling the administration, if you do this, first off, remember we were told there was going to be an OSHA rule, right, under an ETS, an emergency standard. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was supposed to have happened some time ago. Supposedly, the Biden administration has it. It's been formulated. It was written a couple of weeks ago. Well, it hasn't been published. And there's a bunch of reasons why. My, my belief is the reason why is that as soon as you can't, there's a law called the Anti-Injunction Act that says you can't sue the government until the rule actually affects you, whatever it is. Right. This is why when Obamacare was passed, you had to wait until it went into effect before you could sue and say that Obamacare was unconstitutional. You couldn't do it as soon as the Congress started debating it and passed right. it, okay? Had to go into effect. Okay, so when the ETS publishes, there will be about 200 lawsuits that will be filed immediately by all sorts of interested parties, some states, some labor groups, some individuals, and everyone's gonna ask for an injunction. Now, this is very important because OSHA has issued ETSs before, but not very many. And of them, only a couple have managed to survive injunctive demands and haven't been thrown out. 
So the vast majority of the time when OSHA comes up with one of these things, the court tells them to go pound sand, that they're full of crap. Mm-hmm. Biden knows this. His administration knows this. So the entire game is to essentially threaten to do it and get private employers to do what he knows won't stand up in court. And they're doing it. All right? And they're they're doing doing it. Now, the problem with this is if you're an employer and you went along with this and somebody gets injured, someone takes a shot and has a heart attack or a stroke or, you know, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You are not immune. The employer is not immune. No. Pfizer is immune. Pfizer's immune immune because the government made them immune. Because the government, yeah. But the private employer. Well, here's the problem. Not only is the employer not immune, but they can't point at the government and say they made them do it. Because there's no order yet. Because it's not there. (laughs) And the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association seems to have figured that out, haven't they? You know, a bunch of people have started to figure that out. Yes. And so my guess is is that this this whole thing ultimately collapses on itself. I suspect that the entire puppy thing with Fauci is just like grab ass with Cuomo. Right. Cuomo's real offense was he murdered 15,000 senior citizens. So we'll take whatever we can get, right? But we can use the grab ass to get rid of him. Right. Fauci killed 250,000 grandmas all across the country, but uh, stuffing some puppies in a pile of sand flies. Why, we can't have that. We can't have that happen, okay? (laughs) So the pieces are starting to wobble. The places where there's going to be a continuing problem are states where you have governors that are hell-bent and determined to try to ram this through for themselves, and they're going to try to use the Jacobson decision because Jacobson was actually a state law. It wasn't federal. They're going to try to cite that. I, I believe they'll lose, but it will take some time. Um, so I, you know, I said and, quite and a while ago. the states ago, we're talking about are California, Oregon. New York. Angeles in Washington, New York, New Jersey. And New Jersey, yeah. Possibly Illinois, right? Um, yeah, I'm... I'm it's it, Illinois is an interesting case because, like many states of that general composition, uh, Chicago is the political force. Yes, and yet is hated by everybody else, right. other than Springfield. Okay, and Champaign Urbana, right. um, but other you know because Champaign Urbana is a big college town, it's full of liberals. But, uh, but other than yeah, that, the rest of Illinois is a cornfield. Yes. It's, the, yeah. You know, well, a cornfield with, with people that would, uh, with, you know, be perfectly happy to put right. the middle finger up. Right. Normal humans. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I suspect that within, uh, you know, you're going to see this thing delayed because what happens if they do this and a substantial percentage of the truckers out there put the middle finger up and say, we're not taking the jab, screw you. And oh, by the way. We quit. Right. Okay. Now, oh, you have a little problem getting things off those boats. Now you have a much bigger problem. <laughs> right. All right. And right. Uh, that's the point at which, uh, yeah. And, and that message has been delivered. So now I think they're trying to find some way to walk it back because, you know, Biden has issued his threat. 
and his demand, and now we can't fulfill it. So now what do you do? Because you the, you know what the three words are you never hear a politician say? I was wrong. I was wrong. My favorite three words recently have been go get fucked. But So the that works too. three stuck out in my mind, and it doesn't apply here. But uh, you, you know what's, what's interesting to see is a lot of pushback from uh, the medical community, the healthcare workers community. Well, that's because they, they see the this people. firsthand. Well, not only that, they see all the people coming in that got the jab and are yes. screwed. That's right. That's yeah. what I mean. They're just, yeah. I, you know, they're up, they're on the fifth floor taking care of some twenty-two-year-old kid who's paralyzed. You know, it's, and and you know the thing is, is that when you look at the all-cause mortality data. Well, let's let's face it. Dead is dead. Doesn't matter why. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. if I die of COVID or I die of a heart attack, I'm still dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, it doesn't make any difference why I died. It does to the CDC. Right. But, you know, but from this from my standpoint and from my family standpoint, I'm still dead. I'm cold. Yes. So when you look at the data, what you're seeing is that as we started to roll out these jabs. In the younger cohorts up to 65 you saw all cause mortality go up. Now, this was not during 2020 when people were ODing and, you know, whatever, because of the lockdowns, right. they lost their jobs. That makes perfect sense. No, no, this is off baseline from 2019. The And in the older groups, it has gone down some, but that's to be expected because you can only die once. And if you're right. 80 and you died earlier, you can't die again. The dead so, mood effect, right? Yeah, so there's that's there. But now what, you're, what you've seen since we started with the jabs, and, and again, the only reason it's really, you know, and the gross numbers are not all that high, but people in their 20s typically, unless they get shot, don't die. No. Okay, I mean, if you're, if you're a black... Car well, wrecks black, or shots, yeah. Yeah, if you're a black man and you live in Chicago and you're 22, uh, you know, your odds of getting shot are kind of high, right? Right. But between that and car accidents, that's pretty much what kills young people. Right. And, and and then as you get older, other things start to come into play. Well, when you look at the data, even though the gross numbers are not that high, the percentage increases are enormous. And this this is what we're also seeing in places like Scotland and England as well. And there's only one thing we changed during that period of time. All right. So what do you think it was? I mean, I can't prove it, but that's what the data says. Well, that's the correlation. Yeah. You know, you can't have cause and effect if you don't have correlation. Well, that's you right. Know? But the other way around. The other way around doesn't work. But Well, if you don't have correlation, then you've pretty much eliminated the possible cause. Right. That's absolutely right. true. But if you have a vaccine that has been introduced and suddenly all cause mortality goes up and it, it correlates with the introduction of the vaccine, then... That doesn't mean that you've got cause and effect, but it does mean you have the phenomenology that needs to be looked at. And you we're not an looking at it, are we? You we're need not being allowed to look at it. No, you need an explanation. That's the yeah. problem. And the only place that it's not showing up right now is in people that are too young to get the shots, which is very interesting. So, like, if you look at 0 to 24, it's... Right now, it's pretty much at baseline, but then 25 to 44 is materially above baseline. 45 to 64 is way above baseline, and then it starts to fall. Why? How is that possible? 
85 plus is the only place that's that's reasonably close to the expected numbers. I, I saw a thing today. Uh, apparently, the CDC has approved an emergency use author use authorization for one of the vaccines in children five to eleven. Uh, I didn't see that come out, but it probably hit while I was either getting ready for this or yeah, it was while we morning. were on it. Saw it this morning. Zero I know they were deba- they were debate. Well, they were debating it, but I I didn't know that it had actually gone through. Emergency use authorization for something that isn't an emergency. See, objective truth is uh, is uh, all but gone, man. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, that's just... Well, any parent that allows their child to be vaccinated against the disease that does not affect the child is... It's crazy. It's a, you're, you're a fool. You're a fool. Well, it, and, the risks are still there from taking the shot. Yes. While the risks of the child contracting the disease are not there. And... Right. This is well, a you simple, might get it. This is a simple calculation, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you might get it, but well, so what? You might and here's get the thing: it, so if what? You, well, you might be sick three thing. hours. Well, it, it, but if you get it, you also get immunity out of that, right? Okay, I got COVID in August. I now have antibodies. Yeah. I am immune. I'm not taking the shot because I it, it offers me no benefit whatsoever. Okay, I just we just got the breaking on it. The FDA panel made the recommendation for five to eleven. Just uh, popped up on my screen. Isn't that fascinating? Well, isn't it's it just, fascinating? It, nothing makes any fucking sense. It just just showed up from the New York Post and a bunch of other places. I, I've yeah, I've got a running wire thing going on my screen. So. Yeah. Emergency youth authorization for a thing for which there is no emergency. There's no emergency. None. None at all. By no analysis. Is there the any only, emergency? The only argument that I could make is if you had leukemia, then maybe you take it because your immune system is going to get whacked when you go through chemotherapy. And if you're a kid and you get, you get leukemia before they put you on chemo, take the shot. That might make some sense. On you know, but I mean, there's an argument against that because kids with, you know, seven-year-old kid with a hairy ass immune system that's very very active is not always going to react positively to the shot. Well, that's true, but I'm just saying if if you want an example where I would say maybe it's maybe you can make an argument for it, that would be it. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, I I can I could see where that would work. I had a nephew that. He beat leukemia when he was younger. It came back when he was 23 and it killed him. Right. And, you know, I mean, there was nothing they could do the second time around. So, I mean, you know, I could see where, and when he had it the first time, we didn't go anywhere near him because if you had a cold, you could kill the guy. Right. You know, because he was all screwed up with, you know, with all the drugs they were giving him. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, well, back to our, central organizing theme here in the absence of objective truth uh, everything is religion isn't it well yeah i mean covid is, has turned into a it cult is. it is a cult it's a it's a religious it's, thing it's something well we, we've 
something you believe in. It's something that you you get the shot. It's like, you know, and, and the parallel is striking. Well, we've you get the vaccination, the and that's the same thing as communion, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's Well, you know, I mean, the, the, the far left has argued that abortion is a sacrament for how long? 40, 50 years. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you know, Mark, Mark Sanger, who was the woman that originally started this whole thing, was a was a sworn eugenicist. Oh, yes. Margaret Sanger anybody was who, a, She was, if you, people don't know who she is, look her up. <laughs> she was an interesting woman. She damn sure was. She was a racist, too. Yeah. A she, screaming racist. A screaming racist. And, uh, you know, in in her opinion... Abortion was quite useful uh, for black women. Yeah, to get rid of people that shouldn't be here. Right. Basically. And, uh, not yeah. my words, her words. And, uh, you know, this Planned Parenthood thing is, you know, kind of run in that tradition, hasn't it? Well, considering she founded it. Yes. In fact, they stayed true to the, true to the cause. Well, you know, it's but again, you can't. That's another thing that nobody wants to talk about now. I mean, you bring up that aspect of it. You just take a look at the demographics of where those where they put their stuff. Mm-hmm. Just match match locations with the demographics of those areas where they are. Well, and if you could actually obtain the the demographic uh, information about who gets abortions, I you know with or without the geographic information you you've uh, it's you know, uh, i mean we can't talk you know, about that no there's and and it's a lot more complicated but that's where it started what it's turned what things have turned into and where they started you know you don't learn anything about how you should look at what's going on in your face today if you don't study the history of what has been done in the past and the wool that was pulled over people's eyes and the claims that were made and how that actually ended up being turned into policy. And, you know, we've ignored this. I mean, we, we have this mess with COVID because we ignored this with Fauci and what he did with AIDS. Right. Okay. That's why it happened because that guy should have been out of there 25, 30, 40 years ago. Yes. Right. At, after no, we got no into later the 1990s. than 1992, he should have been out of there 30 years ago, and yet, well, there he still sits. Remember, this is also a man who told us, not only, I mean, I grew up, I became an adult when this was first starting. All right, I graduated from high school in 1981, so I went through this as a young man. Yes. Who, of course, as a heterosexual young man, guess what I wanted to do. Yes. Every chance I got. And it was as though, and we made the observation at the time, I was, I'm three or four years older than you are, but we made the observation at the time that, look, it's as though these people want us to stop fucking each other. Yep. You know, why do they want us to stop fucking each other? We don't know anybody with AIDS. You know, it was never an epidemic. You know, same 30,000 people a year is not an epidemic. That's not what an epidemic is. Yet, that was the word, the AIDS epidemic. Over and and over and over again. That was the word. That's how they manipulated the information back then. And everybody's going to die. And everybody didn't die. 
Well, not only that, Fauci told us and has been telling us for 40 years, there's going to be a vaccine. Where is it? Here we are 30 years later and there's no vaccine. Well, ev every single time they've tried, it has failed. We could do a whole show on AIDS, Carl. That's a, it's a topic I've been interested in since long time ago. Uh, it's a, that's a interesting, it's an interesting subject. And, yeah. uh, if you know, you young man looks into that, sees what happened. He gets cynical. <laughs> he gets very, yeah, very just, cynical. just, well, you know, I, my cynicism for everything coming out of the NIH and out of Fauci in particular uh, was born of experience. Mm -hmm. And I am a heterosexual male, so I was not his target audience. But boy, oh boy, did do I remember the BS that he ran on everybody. Oh, yes. And, and, and the profits that were made and the people he shoveled in the hole who we know knew how to stop from dying. Right. Okay. But he wanted uh, them to have AZT. But his whole thing, well, he wanted Burroughs Welcome to have their sales of AZT, which at the time was the most expensive pharmaceutical drug ever sold in the United States. And it killed everybody that was on it. Pretty much. I mean, with few exceptions. You it, went it on was, AZT, you're dead in two years. Well, AZT was a failed cancer drug. Yes. And the reason it failed was it destroyed your bone marrow, your marrow. Yeah. That was that was the reason yeah. it failed safety trials. Yeah, I so, remember yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, oh God, there were several people that wrote very good books about that. There was a uh, a guy named Michael Fumento. Have you ever read any of his stuff? He I wrote don't a book called the, the Myth of Heterosexual AIDS quite thoroughly documented celia farber wrote a really good book about that about 20 years ago there's a lot of information available on aids and especially in terms of the connection between that situation and fauci and gallo and yeah. uh man Makes a guy cynical. <laughs> Just a little bit. I, little bit, you know, it was, it was what made me start digging into it in detail when all this stuff started because mm -hmm. his face showed up at the podium and I said, okay, right. everything comes out of this guy's mouth is a lie. Again, <laughs> here we are again. <laughs> Been here there, seen this. Again. Absolutely nothing he says is true. And you've, of course, seen the, the clip of Carrie Mullis. Uh, oh, yeah. Talking about Dr. Fauci. I got yeah. to spend the weekend with Carrie Mullis back about, oh, probably 14 years ago. What an interesting guy he was. Oh, my God. We had him in town for a, uh, a presentation out at the, the school here. And we had to go to the airport, pick him up. We took him back to the airport. And it was just what, a, what an interesting guy. <laughs> Anthony Fauci doesn't know anything about anything. <laughs> oh, God, the inventor of the PCR. Well, you know, you don't have to be any good to have a job in the federal government. No, no, that's where you go if you're not good. <laughs> that's. I, I will just point out yes. that 
Yes. That that do we have a president that proves this? Yes. You, you go <laughs> if you can't be fired, you're probably not worth a shit. That's you know. There is a problem with that. Yes. Yes, there is. So. Well, Carl, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, thank you for coming on again. We'll uh, figure out something else to talk about here in a, another couple of months. And I, I, as always, I appreciate your time. Uh, once again, we're talking about a, a column that went up on Carl's website, which is marketticker.org. Market hyphen. Got to have a market hyphen ticker, the market hyphen ticker dot org. Yes. Yes. Market hyphen ticker dot org. And uh, it's called accountability. And it went up on the 22nd of October. I'd encourage everyone to read this thing. It's harsh, but it's the truth. And uh, it's about time you were exposed to some of that. Okay. Carl, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, anytime. We'll talk again soon. You bet. And thank you for joining us on Starting Strength Radio. We'll see you next Friday.